This is Writers Not Writing, the show where you can get to know your favorite writers and soon-to-be favorite writers by listening to them confess to the ways they procrastinate. Thanks for procrastinating with us. I'm Benjamin Gorman, and the quiet guy behind the glass there is Doug the producer. I write novels and collections of poetry and stuff. Doug tries his best to make me sound better. And each week we have a secret word to listen for. If you catch it, you earn the right to take an extra break at the time of your choosing from whatever is stressing you out. From Not A Pipe Publishing, welcome to Writers Not Writing. Today's secret word is jalapeno poppers. Welcome, everybody. Sorry we didn't have a show last week. We were at Rose City Comic Con, and there just wasn't time to edit a show. Doug's busy. We're all busy at the booth. Uh, thank you to all of you who came by the Notified Publishing booth to say hi. And thank you to those of you who complained about not having a weekly show. That is my new favorite kind of complaint. Also, it's October, and while we're all preparing for Halloween, I think we probably don't prepare enough for November. It's a month that doesn't get enough attention. Well, today's show is sponsored by Mark Jansen's poetry collection, November Reconsidered. So keep an ear out for more details about that at the ad break. I also have a novel coming out, but I'll try to keep my log rolling brief because I'm really excited to hear from this week's guest. We are having our first repeat guest today. I am very excited to have Jesse Kwok back on the show. Jesse Kwok is an author and business book ghostwriter living in Portland, Oregon. When she's not writing, she can be found sewing, mountain biking, or out exploring new worlds, both at home and abroad. She's the author of a supernatural th thriller, two series of space scoundrel sci-fi crime novels, and a handful of productivity books, including From Chaos to Creativity and From Big Idea to Book. Welcome back, Jesse. Thank you for being on the show again. Yeah, thank you for having me. So guests of the, or, you know, frequent uh, listeners to the show know we always dress up in costume. So uh, tell everybody about what you chose to wear for today's show. Well, I chose to dress as the plant from the Little Shop of Horrors. I basically already live in a plant shop, if you are, if the viewers, viewers can, see can actually plants, see me. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm wearing a big plant costume. I've got the big fluffy leaves and the Venus flytrappy sort of mouth. So I'm. Did you make that all yourself? Because you have the skills. I did. Just stuffed it full of pillows and made this big fluffy costume. <laughs> so I was thinking about what I was going to wear. And I was like, I, you know, this is the first time I'm having a repeat guest. It would be so embarrassing to wear the same thing I wore last time. So I was at Rose City Comic Con last week. And of all things, I found this costume that is the Sarlacc monster from the uh, the the remake of, uh, of Return of the Jedi. And so basically, you and I look almost the same. I did not make this one myself. I do not have those skills. But it's basically Audrey, but like brown and covered in sand. But, you know, yeah. So uh, so that, that is it's embarrassing in a different way. But it's a nice coincidence that uh, I, I am the, the Sarlacc monster from uh, 1977. Uh, oh, it's perfect. We can go terrorize the world together. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so but I am glad that the mouth opens so folks can see that you have a new uh, 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 accessory going on. I wanted to have you on to tell this story. Yeah, so I am currently wearing an eye patch. Of your um, own making? Is, yes, this is one that I made myself. I've, Very um, cool. I got a few off Etsy and then immediately dove into anytime I can have an excuse for a new crafting hobby, then I just go immediately off the deep end and start 
you know, getting all the craft supplies that I can. So about 10 weeks ago, mid-July, um, Mark Teppo, who is another Portland author who has he been on the show yet? Or he is still... not yet. We totally I... need to have Mark on. But yes, tell me about this is, you know, his 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 moment of heroism. This is pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. So he and I had been selling books at the Mississippi Street Fair. And as we were leaving, as we're driving away, the car in front of us opened up fire and started firing into the street and a bullet ricocheted back through the windshield and into my left eye. So Mark was an amazing getaway driver, rushed me to the hospital. We were only like five minutes away from Legacy Emmanuel. Um, yeah, so it's been a kind of a wild couple months. Um, the I've My left eye has been completely blinded, but it's healing it they were able to save the eye so and the optical nerve still works great so hopefully someday we'll get cyborg eye future could be really fun um but yeah this was, <laughs> it's been a weird few know, months as, as folks listening can imagine this was terrifying the the entire writing community in the greater portland oregon north pacific northwest was horrified and and part of what is what was so scary about this uh was this i mean portland is not a drive-by shooting kind of town like this was so out of the blue and so scary and and uh you know we were just terrified for you uh you know and and so the the way you have responded and the way the community has embraced you has been uh, uh wonderful to see and the way that you've just said okay i'm gonna make this a thing and like you know, do uh, do my own eye patches that are super cool. Like, but you know, this has been a, I'm assuming a major life change in terms of all the projects you were working on. I mean, everything. How do how is that? Are you getting back to a a pattern now? Slowly but surely, yeah. And I I am the sort of person who just wants to go go go. And you know, I set lofty goals for myself. And when I don't reach them, which is almost always because I I'm one of those you know shoot for the moon sorts of people yeah. <laughs> I'm like all right seven books this year like that's a dumb number Jesse you can't do that <laughs> that's, that's wild <laughs> but, but when I you know in my goal setting Jesse is very different than actual what gets accomplished Jesse but I set these very lofty goals and I do just work very hard um and to go from go 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 to all I can do is lay in bed listening to audiobooks with my eyes closed was extremely hard for me. Yeah. And I I remember um I was when I was in the hospital that first day, it was a Saturday. So Saturday night, I'm in the hospital and I was we were supposed to have a a writer social that Tuesday at my house. And I was talking to my husband and I was like, this is going to be a crazy story to tell at the writer social. He's like, Jesse, you're not hosting a social <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> you're you're going into surgery and I was like oh you're right and that was kind of the moment that I was like oh this isn't just a I get up and walk away and then get back to writing tomorrow situation yeah. um so I've given myself a lot of grace I've I've learned to be gentle and kind to myself and know that I need rest and know that right now healing is my biggest project oh, and fine. That's taking the priority over a lot of other things. Um, but I'm I'm slowly able to add stuff back in. And I haven't really gotten back into writing yet, partly because 
the big pressing project is the Author Alchemy Summit, which we talked about a bit last time. Oh, yes. Um, and that, I I mean, I had people that were like, you're not still doing that, right? It's going to be in February. And I was like, no, I, I am pretty sure I'm still going to be able to do it. And now I'm 100% confident I can because I like my energy's back. My right eye vision is is fine. Um, yeah, I've seen but, images. You're out riding your bike. You're out, you know, you're, you're back to you know, these adventures already, which yeah, is trying to be wonderful. Yeah. Slowly, but surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I am, I can, you know, only imagine I'm one of those people like you, where if I'm not doing something, I'm, th- I'm feeling anxious. What is it I'm supposed to be doing right now? And when anything gets in the way, then my anxiety amps up and I can, I can just imagine you, you know, in the hospital going, here are the 10 things I need to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's one thing where it's like, okay, I don't have a deadline for my next book. I don't, you know, it's not up on pre-order anywhere, anywhere. So there's, you know, the part of my brain that's like, oh, you should be working on your next book. I can be like, yeah, I don't, it's fine. But there is a looming deadline of, I need to get signups for this conference and it's time to start getting sponsorships and early bird registration is going to be closing at the end of October. So I need to be like really pushing the marketing for that and all of that stuff where, you know, I want to say, oh, it's fine. You can relax on that, but you kind of can't. <laughs> yeah, so many logistics. But but I am I am glad to hear that you are, that process of learning to give yourself grace is a real thing. Like it's not, you know, okay, I, I now suddenly have decided that I need to give myself a break. Like that's got to be a constant reminder process for you. Like take a breath. You, you can't do it all today. You know, that, that I can imagine was uh, a process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've been you know, kind of just experimenting with how to get back at it. And okay, well, today, what if I block off these two hours? No, that was too much time. I can only work in 20 minute increments. All right. How about today I try scheduling on my day? You know what? I didn't follow that at all. I'm obviously not ready for that level of discipline. Let's try something different. Yeah. So it's almost been kind of this fun curiosity. Like, you know, I had a very strong schedule and habits and systems that worked and all of those are got blown up basically right. and so now it's like okay let's approach this with a playful attitude instead of a stressed out attitude and what does work now okay that was fun yeah. let's try that again you know oh no that didn't work let's try something let's try the opposite let's you know so but it's been a the last let's say three weeks I've been actually kind of experimenting with what does it look like to work again? Yeah. Um, and we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, and I'll bet um, with the Author Alchemy Summit, a lot of it is logistics. It's emails. Yeah. So it's how many can I send in a day before I'm just done? Like, because that's, yeah. that's got to be a lot of contacting folks and, and organizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, I, I last time you were on, I was so excited. I, you know, did something I don't normally do, which was, you know, I was responsible and immediately after the show got on the mailing list. But then I went back to my normal self and was irresponsible and didn't, uh, didn't register. And so I want to thank you for sending out the reminder email (laughs) that the, uh, that the, the early bird pricing is going to end. And those of you who are paying attention to the show right now and heard about this and went, oh, that's something I should do. Yes. The early bird pricing is going to end. So let me be your 
reminder, jump on that. I got it my this week. I got got registered uh, and got in on the uh, the early bird pricing. I am really excited. That lineup is fantastic. And uh, folks who who register, you get to pick your uh, your uh, breakout groups, and so you get to look through and see. And you know, it, 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 it of course it's too many to choose from. Like there's too many good options. Uh, was, you know, there was a little bit of choice paralysis. But I am very excited about the folks that I picked to work with. So that's it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about it is, even though there's some choice paralysis, it's going to be a really small conference. So you know, I'm expecting about a hundred attendees. So, I mean, if you don't get a chance to have a breakout session with the person that you really wanted, you know, we've got some people like Joanne McCall, who's a local book publicist, you know, she's going to be there. She's the one I want to talk to because she's all about like, you know, landing media presence stuff and then like how to be in front of the camera. Her, Her book is called Media Darling and it's all about like, you know, being in the media, which is as an introvert, like. I don't know how to do that. Joanne, tell me. But so, you know, for example, um, if you weren't able to get into her session or if there was another two sessions that you were like, oh, I really should do these instead, like she's going to be around the conference. Yeah. All of these people are just hanging around and it's not going to be a big group. There's not going to be a line of people to talk to them. So, you know, it's. Yeah, I I, I definitely signed up for hers as well. But I mean, that was the nice thing. I was able to look through and say, oh, this is something I need. Oh, this is something I particularly need. And I think that there are going to be folks who look at those and say, that's not my area of interest, but there are these others. And so, uh, you know, and yet it is focused, like the whole, the whole conference is, you know, it's not every, you know, you're, you're, you're a brand new beginner. And we're talking about, you know, how to, how to, uh, you know, do plot structure. Like it's, this is, you know, folks who are uh, at a different place. Uh, and so I'm excited about the, the way that it's targeted and yet it's got so many options. So there's, that's going to be a cool group too. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be going around collecting a lot of business cards and, you know, yes, just networking absolutely. with some wonderful people. Uh, that's that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that opportunity. So, um, so, you know, in the midst of all of the, the planning that you've got for that, what has been a distraction that you've allowed yourself this last week? Well, um, my cousin got married um, last weekend. And so they li- they live in Maryland with their now wife. Um, and they're both super nerds. And so the wedding was D&D themed, so which... Awesome was amazing and so you know everybody was invited to dress up I was actually in the bridal party and so you know when the shooting happened and I was like to my cousin oh man I'm gonna be in an eye patch now and they were like totally cool like the costume and so I had this like fun yellow flowy dress that was all the you know you kind of as the bridal party member you got an option of like a tunic and leggings kind of dwarfy dwarven not dwarven like elven warrior sort of suit or like this flowy yellow dress so I picked the dress and then added like a corset and a sword and uh you know my eye patch and it very like pirate wench vibes it was very matching fun. eye patch like it was so cool I, I saw those images and I was like that is badass yeah <laughs> it was so great yes the 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 adventurer at the wedding uh I and I mean, I assume that wedding was an absolute blast. It was. It was so much fun. So that was kind of the the fun distraction that I, you know, of the last week. And going into, you know, back to the leather crafting, um, I made I made the 
happy couple a dice rolling tray out of leather because like I said when I I didn't just buy like enough for a eye patch or two like I have a whole side of account now <laughs> like, <laughs> of course and all the tools <laughs> um so I made them a dice rolling tray and then stamped their names in it with gold leaf and then um my husband Robert actually was the game master of the ceremony basically and so he we got some blank d20s and I wrote 20 on every single side and little hearts around all the 20s and so he as a surprise was like after they did their vows was like all right you two we are now going to let the dice decide the fate of your marriage and everybody (laughs) in the audience is like oh no (laughs) oh no oh that's brilliant so he pulled out this tray and then handed my cousin and their wife this, the dice and they both looked at him and then started laughing and then rolled and he was like, natural 20s. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so great. So when you're doing that kind of leather work, do you have to boil it to make it like a harder like leather or do you just use a harder leather for that? I don't know anything about leather work before besides like repairing the occasional belt, <laughs> you know, adding a hole to a belt is about the extent of my skills. Yeah, you so you can shape the leather by soaking it. I literally went into Tandy Leather Supply, which is over like by Costco. And I was like, I don't know anything, but I want to make an eye patch. And the guy was like, come over here. I will teach you everything. So you you can soak the leather and then shape it. And when it dries, it'll retain its shape. Yeah. Um, but with like the dice rolling tray, I just cut the piece that I needed and then um, dyed it and finished it. And that made it kind of a nice not not too stiff but then i i riveted up the side so it's basically mm-hmm. a square that i put rivets in the four corners to make it a a tray but yeah, yeah. oh what a, i love that the 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 all natural 20s that and that that that's going to stick with them forever like that is brilliant yeah. <laughs> that's so great oh yeah i can i can i can imagine the uh, the audience going you know a bunch of gamers going oh this could go really poorly <laughs> i know and my cousin said later they were like you know, I'm known for rolling that one. So I was so terrified. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. The the reputation, the bad roller. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, so what about, uh, you know, kind of in the news and in our community, what's been going on that's been pulling you away from your work? Yeah. So not a fun news story, but um, the Oregon Measure 114, which was passed last year, um, It's a gun control measure that was passed in Oregon that requires a permit to purchase handguns and it restricts high capacity magazines to, I think it's under 10 bullets, which is plenty. (laughs) As somebody who grew up in a family, you know, who did target shooting and stuff like that's plenty. Yeah. Um, And so I, I voted for that when it came through last year and it was immediately of course challenged in court. Um, And so it passed it, the challenge at the federal level passed and it was just, and so it was declared constitutional there, but um, it's currently on trial in Harney County. Um, And I actually don't, I forgot to look this up before I got on, but I haven't seen the news yet. If, if the judge has declared it constitutional or not, did you see that? I've not heard yet. Yeah. I've I've been keeping an eye out for that one. I mean, I do think this is a news story that is the the hopeful angle on this news story is that you have you know uh, immediately gotten into this advocacy lane and so how has that worked for you like how did you connect with the Oregon Alliance for Gun Safety did they reach out to you yeah they reached out to me so um yeah this <laughs> i voted for it because i was like yeah that this seems really me smart too. and oh, yeah. now it's 
highly relevant, which is no fun, but hey. Um, But yeah, so the Oregon Alliance for Gun Safety reached out to me and said, like within the first week or so, and it's just like, hey, so sorry, we heard about what happened. Um, If and when you feel like sharing your story in a way that might help um, with advocacy for better gun control and safety, um, please let us know. We'd love to work with you. They also are working with, um, like a, a intervent different intervention programs in Portland. Um, basically stuff that was pioneered in places like Oakland, um, where like ex gang members come in and like talk to community members and like help kids find better options and things like that. So they're working on securing more funding for those kinds of programs here in Portland, um, so they're doing really good work and right. it's all at that kind of the level of stuff. That's not just like, Oh, we're going to throw some flowers around and paint roses on a mural and right. say, let's make Portland better. Like they're doing really awesome work. So yeah. I'm happy to, you know, however I can use my storytelling ability to further their work, I think is good. Yeah. They're, they're very practical. I worked with them, um, on, uh, there was a piece of legislation that didn't make it through the legislature that was about, uh, safe gun storage. And I went and spoke to the legislature about it. I'm, you know, I'm a, a gun owner myself and yet I'm a public school teacher. This is, you know, something we think about, you know, just about every day, like yeah. today could be the day, you know? And, uh, and, and it was really striking. The, the measure was so tame. It was like, essentially like a law that would encourage people to have a safe which is so small bore like you know just you know but it would save lives if people were had safes they we would have less accidents we would have less firearms in the hands of kids who should not be taking them to school like this was very very practical and the forces that came out against it really illustrated to me that we are not dealing with a, a rational debate like this is not you know how can we you know, should the speed limit be five miles higher, five miles lower? Should the, you know, should, should what, what rate of taxation? Like there, the folks who, uh, you know, are, are opposed to this, see this as an existential threat to uh, an immutable, you know, right. And, uh, and, and will, you know, not budge a bit and they, they fought it. Uh, and so I was really pleased when uh, the, the measure 114 passed you know, people in this state were saying, this is a reasonable thing. This is, this is not expect, you know, nobody is kicking down your door and taking your firearms away. These are some safety limits. And I appreciated the Oregon Alliance for Gun Safety, you know, working uh, in, in, and, and like you said, they are doing these other things, this, this, this good work uh, to, to, but it is, it is, uh, it, it, this is going to be a, a long challenge. You know, how do we, yeah. uh get people to you know engage in a constructive way around safety uh, but i'm so grateful i mean I, th- I find it inspiring that right away you are you know uh, getting out there and getting involved in that because uh you know like i said portland oregon is not the the we don't i don't think of it as the kind of place you know i grew up in southern california where drive-bys were a thing and, and, at, and at a time when that was you know far more common and uh, you know, having to live in in fear of a stray bullet is uh, is is you know very scary. Uh, you know, and and yet it was not something that you know I, I was in any way. I mean, did you did you ever feel unsafe in Portland before this? No, no, yeah. and it's definitely. Um, I mean, it's I'm dealing with like some legit PTSD stuff sure. that I'm I'm working with a therapist and trying sure. you know sorting 
sorting through my jumpiness and nervous reactions to things. And um, yeah, so it's, I mean, that's strange too, because I've always been like, oh, I'm just going to go for a run in my neighborhood. And I've been running in this neighborhood for nine years and I'm back to running, but I, I normally didn't listen to music, but I've actually, I've started listening to music because I, otherwise I was so like hypervigilant. Mm. I was like, I don't, I, I don't need that. Yeah. That's not healthy. Like awareness, very healthy. Paying attention, very healthy. But I, you know, and I don't have like both earbuds on, but like, you know, just having some music is a little distracting and calms me down and has allowed me to get back into a running practice. But um, yeah, I, Portland has always felt like a very, especially moving from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah. is, you know, it, it is a city that I was struck when I first moved here by the, the, you know, there are bad things to Oregon nice. Like, you know, there are things we don't talk about that we should, <laughs> you know, Oregon nice sometimes is a problem. You know, people, we, we are, uh, you know, uh, not as confrontational as we should be about some things. And that is uh, sometimes a real issue. But, you know, I was struck the first time I was driving through Portland, then I came to a four-way stop and everyone was trying to wave everyone else through. Oh <laughs> it's annoying but it's like uh, you know compared to other places where everybody would have been honking and screaming like this is a very kind city and and so yeah the the you know i i think i i'm not the only one who was just so floored just so shocked yeah. uh um you know when we heard the news that is just not that's not a portland kind of thing so um, so what have you been listening to when you're running? I was just talking to, uh, I had Eric Grove on the show and he was talking to me about what he's been listening to. And he got me so into a band that it's like on, you know, top rotation. So what is, but what's, what are you listening to? Maybe, maybe there'll be more than one band that I'm listening to lately. <laughs> um, I've actually, so there's a radio station from Seattle called KEXP that we would listen to all the time up there and they've got an app. So we still listen to it all the time down here. Um, but one of the morning DJ, John Richards, he has a podcast called um, The Runcast. And he talks a little bit. He reads some letters from runners. He's got a great running playlist. And so that, that's been what I've been listening through because it's kind of a fun, like a little bit of not, not coaching. He's not coaching you as running, but you know, you're discovering all this fun music and it's all curated by, you know, an awesome DJ. So that's awesome and is it uh is it uh, and I'll, I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes too is that uh, is, is the music one particular genre or does it tend to be kind of across the spectrum it's it's all over the place um it's tends to be you know have a really really good solid beat um but like his morning show is you know you, you turn it on one time you know one time it's hip-hop and then we've got depeche mode and then you're just like what's the sets are just wildly different from each other. <laughs> it's really fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I, Depeche Mode, you know, like, yeah, I can, I can imagine like mood wise, it's not like peppy and, but beat wise. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. So um, one of the things I like to ask folks on the show is, you know, the, the point of the show is to help people get to know you so that they can say to themselves, oh, Jesse is somebody I want to hang out with. I need to get her books just to, just to, you know, get to be around her more. Uh, so as a, as a weird backwards kind of get to know you, if you were a D&D &D character, what would be your race and class? So 
I have only I've only played D&D once and it was actually with Eric. He was um, the dungeon master for that. And he was had this like amazing world that he'd created. Like I it was such a fun time. Um, so I I don't feel like I have the like know how to be like, oh, this would be me as a character. So I just was going to tell you about my character. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> very <Who'd> fun. <laughs> And maybe she is actually me as like mm-hmm. an encapsulation of a character. Um, but she's uh, a forest gnome warlock named Eliwick. And she's elderly, but she's very spry and wears um, a wildly colored like rainbow top hat and crazy clothes that she probably stole off a clothesline. But she's a street performer and petty thief and basically is just the she's the distraction of the party. <laughs> So that that is interesting because there are ways I can go. Okay, that is kind of Jesse, and then other ways where I'm like, no, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. Okay, so uh, your uh, Eliwick is wandering through the forest on her own. So that's uh, the, the challenge when she's the distraction of the party, and she is set upon by three level one goblins. What does she do? Yeah. So as the distraction, she, I she's not super fighty on her own um but she will just always go into like street performer mode at a drop of a hat so she's gonna pull out her deck of cards start shuffling them in kind of a wild fun way that hopefully gets the you know gets the goblins to kind of back up me like wait hold on a second who are we about to attack what's going on here and presumably she will either you know start some sort of like follow the card game and you know trick them into all right well if you follow the card i'll take take you to where i've really buried my treasure because of course i'm not carrying it on me um but she might also challenge them to like you know a hand of poker something like that maybe a drinking game they see this little old lady and they're like oh well, we can drink her under the table you probably cannot <laughs> she's she's been around a lot of poker games way more than you have She's lived she ends a lot up distracting of them and robbing them by the end. <laughs> yes, yeah. They will probably be left senseless and very drunk on the side of the road and she's walking away with their belongings. Perfect. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go to our ad break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you what you've been daydreaming about lately. This week's Writers Not Writing is brought to you by November Reconsidered by Mark Jansen. November Reconsidered is... What else? A book. A poetic journey through the month at the leading edge of winter. Part autobiography, part exploration, and about a hundred other things. Find November Reconsidered via Amazon or wherever books are ordered. Read November Reconsidered. It will change your life. Hopefully for the better. And if you'll permit me a little log rolling, the sequel to my novel, Don't Read This Book, comes out on October 17th. The second in the Convention of Fiends series is titled You Were Warned. Book two will hit bookstore shelves on October 17th from Nautipide Publishing. It tells the story of the return of Magdalena Wallace. The world's greatest writer survived the novel designed to kill readers, and now she needs to save humanity and all the monsters, too. In addition to her delightful non-binary golem friend, the compulsively foul-mouthed king of trolls, and the fan-favorite lesbian vampire, this adventure has baby werewolves. Maybe a dragon? Certainly a lot of social commentary and existential dread, a moderate amount of dismemberments and exsanguinations, and jokes. 
I love these kind blurbs from writers I respect so much. Be warned, this book is packed with monsters, comedy, action, romance, and adorable werewolf pups, writes Karen Eisenbray, author of Ego and Endurance, the daughter of Magic Series, and the Saint Rage duology. It's action-packed, filled with fantastic creatures, hilarious and sharp. We meet so many characters and return to an awesome one who is at the intersection of identities and honestly an inspiration, writes Zaji Cox, author of Plums for Months, Memories of a Wonder-Filled Neurodivergent Childhood, and Benjamin Gorman is at least three goblins in a trench coat. There is no other logical explanation, writes Maren Anderson, author of Sparks, who is at least three winged unicorns in an off-the-shoulder A-line dress. There'll be a joint launch party for You Were Warned and Kate Ristow's Shadow and Shimmer, the third in her Shadow Girl saga, at Rose City Book Pub on Saturday, October 28th from 3 to 5. Uh, that's at 1329 Northeast Fremont Street in Portland. Costumes are encouraged, so dress up as your favorite monster or mythical creature, or just dress as a human ready to teleport into the universe of a great book. The whole family is welcome, and the book pub offers wonderful food and beverages. There will be games, prizes, and an opportunity to get your copies of your book signed. I would love to see you there in person on October 28th. So Jesse, what have you been daydreaming about lately? Well, it is spooky season and I absolutely love September, October. Um, and we always throw a Halloween party. And one of my favorite things to do is to bake way too many Halloween treats. So I've got a whole like Pinterest board of anything that's kind of Halloween-y, but one of my favorite things that I've made in the past years is jalapeno poppers that are mummies. So you take like um, croissant dough, like, you know, the roll out croissant dough um, and cut little strips of it and make the jalapeno poppers and then wrap little strips of the croissant dough around it and then put little eyes on them and bake them that way. So they've got little mummies. They're That's so cute. Awesome. Yes. And so people are just choosing a limb from for their, you know, their uh, their are they going, oh, I, I I guess because it is an entire mummy, I need to have this whole thing. <laughs> How yeah, big are, yeah. are they individual, you know, popper size, the whole mummy? Or the they, Yeah. They, so it's okay. it's like the jalapeno popper is its own little mummy. Okay. Okay. That's uh, I I'm a, a, a big jalapeno popper fan, much to my, you know, uh digestive systems. Uh, uh <laughs> I know. <laughs> why? Why did I eat so many jalapeno? Because they're because they were mummies, and I couldn't yeah. say no. Like that's, you can't say no. They're too cute. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I I could I could just imagine myself just standing over you know by the hors d'oeuvre table. Like let's talk over here because I just need to keep eating these. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Yes, we are in, in full Halloween. I mean, I've, I've got one of those households where our Halloween decorations stay up year round. In fact, we right. got one of those 12 foot uh, uh, skeletons from uh, Home Depot, and that will be up all the time in my neighborhood now. <laughs> the neighbors, I'm sure, love that. But uh, yes, uh, the, 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 the Halloween... And and I'm totally leaning into it. I've got you know this book launch with Kate Ristow. We're going to say to folks, dress up, you know, come in costume. We'll make it kind of a Halloween themed because it's Halloween. It's it's the best holiday by far. So uh, very excited about that. Yes, the, the the mummy Halloween poppers. That's a great idea. So in addition to the mummy Halloween poppers, what else is go you've got some announcements? What's coming up for you? Yeah, well, the um, Author Alchemy Summit, as we were already talking about, early bird pricing is going up at the end of October. So if people heard about it last time or have you know been thinking about it, now is the time to jump on it. Yes, don't sleep on that. Um, so, and then uh, uh, there was something else that you had coming up. What was that? 
So not something, this is not about, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't have really any books coming out lately. So I'm, I was trying to think of something I wanted to make people aware of. And um, I have been absolutely loving Alison Epstein. She wrote um, a tip for the hangman was her last book. It's about Christopher Marlowe and it's kind of a slight alternate history. It's, it's funny and just delightful. And she's got a book coming out called let the dead bury the dead, which is about Russia in 1812. Mm. I literally know nothing else about it, except that I love her writing. But what I really wanted to tell people about is she's got this Substack newsletter that is called Dirtbags Through the Ages. It comes out every two weeks and she profiles a different like dirtbag from history and just shreds them in a really hilarious way. Like she's just super funny and any scandals just, you know, telling all about the scandals and the craziness and it's very fun. So that is great. So many of the Substacks I listen to, are, I, I read are very heavy. You know, here's this political insight from this particular person. So a nice, light, fun Substack would be, I mean, even I had uh, Talia Levin on the show, who's brilliant and it does this wonderful Substack where uh, she talks about a different sandwich and like gets into the <laughs> culture and, you know, and it's her way of staying hopeful because the stuff she writes about is like really, really heavy. And, and, you know, she acknowledges this, like this is, you know, her outlet. But even then, like I'm, you know, reading that and then I'm getting back into uh, the, her stuff. So this sounds really fun. So that's Alison Epstein, Dirtbags Through the Ages. I will have to check that one out. That sounds really great. Yeah. And I, I don't know Alison, not getting a kickback off this. I <laughs> hope she'll be my friend someday. Maybe she'll hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we will, I, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to her. We want to have you on the show, and Jesse wants to hang out with you. So, Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so, uh, we also ask a poll question each week, and I toss it up on uh, the the you know the service formerly known as Twitter and and uh, other places. So, what would be your uh, your poll question for the week? Well. I think I definitely already know your answer to this question because you just <laughs> said it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I wanted to ask people, when is the appropriate time to put up your Halloween decorations? Is it A, August, B, September, B, C, October, or D, leave them up all year like Ben does? <laughs> yes. And I know that's not for everybody. So yes, I'm interested to see how soon people uh, uh, get to work on that. And and there's also the inverse. How long do you leave them up? You know, like, yes. <laughs> is it? through the entire month of November should they be mixed with your Christmas ornaments um yes that's uh, that's good I will I will add that so uh, in addition to uh, Allison's uh new book what is another thing you're looking forward to reading um I've been slowly making my way through the uh, slow horses series by McCarran which is um with Mark Tepo got me turned on to and he is like desperate for me to finish book five because he wants to talk to me about it so Book four, which is Spook Street, is the next one on my list to read. Yes, I uh, you got me turned on to Fonda Lee. And mm. so she's got a new one coming out. It may even now be available. That is uh, the prequel stories. It's a it's a book of stories of four of the characters before the. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I am I'm going to check that one out, too. So we'll link to both those. But Spook Street by McCarran. And then I will have to find the name of Fonda Lee's uh, new prequel uh, collection. But I think that looks really cool. So where can folks find you and your works online? Um, I am at jessiequack.com, J-E-S-S-I-E-K-W-A-K. -S -S -E um, that's where you're going to find links to anything that I 
I do, including the conference. Um, and then I'm Jesse Quack on all the social medias. I lurk a lot of places, but I mainly post on Instagram and I am testing the waters of blue sky. So I am, what are you thinking? I'm enjoying blue sky so far. What do you think? Yeah, I, it, <laughs> it feels like what I liked about Twitter 10 years yes. ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been able to interact with John Scalzi. Like, you yeah. know, it's back to, oh my gosh, you know, even if it's just like a heart from, you know, a like from John Scalzi, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yeah. which was the cool thing about Twitter was, you know, oh, this person could interact with you. So I think there's understandably some complaints from kind of a business perspective where not having as many people there means not as many eyeballs, but we're back to actually interacting with one another in this kind of healthy way. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, oh. I'm recommending Blue Sky. Yeah, on that note, I've also been testing the waters of Substack. And it, that feels like, to me, the early days of blogging and then having your Twitter community around that you kind of found people and you're retweeting, you know, each other's blog posts and things like that. But that's all built in within the Substack app with their, um, you know, the individual Substacks and then the notes and things like that. So I'm really liking that as well. Have you thought about, you know, doing the whole monetizing thing or would that be another to do on your plate at this point? I, so I have now posted two posts to my new brand new Substack stack blog. And I did, I've got a paid level because I figured if kind of like my model on Patreon was basically, I may or may not post here, but if you want to support me here, go ahead. Here's an option to do that. And I shut down my Patreon. So I kind of am looking at Substack as the, you know, if you feel like if for some reason, whatever, as a reader, you want to kick me 10 bucks a month, like you are welcome to, but I'm still going to have all the posts will be free. Like I'll maybe someday I'll add, here's something that's only for subscribers. But right now it's, it's just an optional. If you like what I do, throw yeah. me some money, but you don't have to, you don't have to, cause it's the point is it's here for free. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the kind of cup of coffee my way model. I like that. I, I, I'm interested to hear how that goes. That That's something we can talk about in February. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. tell us how it's been developing. But, uh, that, you know, because that's that's something I've worried about is if I add something like that to my life, then I'm going, oh, no, if I don't post by next week, is somebody going to be going, you know, but I was, you know, I, I, I made this kind of financial arrangement. So I like the idea of saying, hey, this is, you know, no promises on a, a you know, biweekly post or whatever. This is a, a way to support me. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. But and you have you seen that same kind of interaction between the various posters that we used to have in the early blogosphere too are people commenting on one another's yeah yeah and you know kind of re they call it, call it restacking and so you can just highlight a passage that you really liked and then it'll pop up a little option that says do you want to post this to notes with your own comment and so you can yeah it's That's it's a cool feature. seems like a really cool community yeah, that, I, I like that, you know, like, hey, ch you know, if you, here's my little comment, but it's specific to this passage rather than, yeah, I'm commenting on this because some of those, you know, I, I like the, uh, the, the fact that there is a, there is an option, there is a place for, you know, long form, you know, like long form looked like was going to, to fully die, you know, <laughs> or it would only be in the New Yorker and the Atlantic and everybody else was going to be, you know, it was going to be competing with AI for the shortest clickbait article. Uh, so having a place for long form, but then being able to engage about a passage is really smart uh, that, that, that they've added that feature. Uh, I need to spend more time uh, checking that out as well. Uh, that, that sounds good. 
Okay, so before we get to our send-off, uh, I want to thank the artist Max Oakland, who reached out and provided one of his songs for our intro, I Prefer the Dusk. Let Max know you like it by following him on Twitter at Max Oakland with three Ds. And thanks to Halisna CCO for their song Kids for the ad break. If you're in a band and would like your song used on the show, I'd love to highlight a listener's work like Max's song, so email that to me. Thanks to Mark for uh, supporting the show uh, and being our sponsor this week. Thanks to Doug, the producer, for making the show sound good and taking the blame when it doesn't. And I cannot forget to mention, Writers Not Writing is a production of Notapie Publishing. So please go to notapiepublishing.com and check out the amazing books written by writers who didn't procrastinate too much. If you <laughs> like this show, rate and review it wherever you found it. And please check out Jesse's After the Tide, which I don't think I, I showed that I've got it in my hand. <laughs> this was, did I tell you about the, uh, the, the, the way that the kind of surprise of this for me? No. So I pre-ordered it and as soon as I heard about it, pre-ordered it immediately and then totally forgot about it. And so it just made my day the day it arrived. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have been looking forward to this. Uh, uh, tell folks a little bit about that so that they, they can be as excited about it as I am. What is the premise? It is. Um, so the premise is that there's a city that was the tides rose centuries ago and so half of the city is underwater and has been for you know in everyone's living memory um but for this night only the moons have you know don't think about the science aligned to draw the tide out so far that you can actually get down into the lower levels of the city and so our protagonist is drawn there by a, a mysterious game it's kind of a mysterious scavenger hunt that's happening and she goes and takes part in this game but gets to see some of the mysteries that are actually actually at the heart of the city so ah. it's very fun <laughs> yes that is that sounds wonderful so everybody check out after the tide and when you finish it please give jesse that fifth star and a little review it makes a difference it's just a little click and a few words but it makes a big difference to authors uh, and if you could rate and review this show too, uh, you know, clicking that thumbs up an odd number of times is uh, really helpful to us as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate, uh, you know, whatever app you're using, just write a little review. That would be really great. So Jesse and I want you to remember three things as you're going into this week. Jesse, what's your advice for everybody? Take it easy on yourself. You're probably doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll follow that up with a, a framing that was from my fiance that I find really helpful. Uh, I, I believe she got this from her therapist. So I'm, you know, want to give credit where credit's due, but uh, uh, she says, she reminds me all the time. If 80% is all you can give, then 80% is your hundred percent. Mm, I love that. And that sometimes is what I need to hear. Uh, and third, remember folks, no matter how much you procrastinate, we're still proud of you. Of my